welcome to the podcast today. It's 11.55. Um, I've got a lot I want to get to. I will try to keep it as brief as I possibly can. This is not going to be a seven-minute monologue. Um, I'm hoping even to slap a guest onto the end of today's podcast. I might split it up, though, depending on how long we go here. And you're just hearing my stream of consciousness and... This is all planning of the show that I should take 20 minutes and do. Instead, I took 20 seconds, wrote down some notes, because I already did some, some harder prep. And you're hearing how, the, how today's podcast is going to go. Welcome to it. Um, some, some more, some heavier things towards the end of this little monologue. And a question I want to run by you, which I have thrown out here and there, or the idea of it here and there. But I think it's time to have a larger discussion because I listened to my... My favorite podcast. I like it more than this one, and even and, and more than sixty-eight words. Um, talking about um, less work, which is a topic that's that's crept up, and I didn't finish it, but I have enough that I want to run by you. I have a personal tip I want to give to you that's helped me over the years, and the usual nonsense. But let's start with some fun. So let me let you behind uh, the curtain a little bit here. Um. It's funny, people don't listen to radio like they used to, but many are still fascinated how it works. Uh, I think everybody knows that like the, the people like me don't pick the playlist. Although there have been times, many of times in my career, where I would schedule the music log. I oversaw the music. Um, a lot of times there's, there's corporate mandates and, and programs to highlight artists and whatnot, but I, I enjoyed uh, the control over it. And when I, when I had lost it big time at a point in my career, it hurt. It hurt. And it was, it was before I was on medication, but it threw me into a massive depression. It wasn't so much a loss of control as I really loved doing it. I loved meshing in the art and the science with it. Um, so I don't do that much here. When we do specialty weekends for Q105, I, I do a bunch of that. There has been times when we've done things like that. Um, some of the theme or throwback songs I want to throw in have gotten nixed. Now, I have a little bit more input over that, um, and if I ha- have a reason, I can get this in, but there's one song that I was I was not allowed to mix in there, and it, I, it, it became, well, another of her songs became a thing last night, I think the People's Choice Awards. Now, this person hit her peak in the mid to late 90s. She was a country artist. She crossed over, and... When she began to cross over, I was working in Philadelphia at, I think I've told you this before, I started at, I'm at Q105, I will likely end here, I started at Q102, when back then I would say, yeah, it's Q102, um, we played the dance mix of her country song that crossed over to pop, did she have another one, yes, she did, um, and this will tell you the artist, I think, from this moment on, we also played the dance mix of that. Now, when I moved to Detroit, um, she shifted even more into pop-friendly songs. I'm not talking about Faith Hill. Uh, I'm talking about Shania Quain. Shania Quain. Twain. We played the dance mixes of You're Still the One and From This Moment On. But when I got to Detroit, not long after this time, um, that don't impress me much. And I think there was an original country version, but it was quite pop. And then there was a slightly modified song that became the 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 song that pop stations played. I loved that song. The throwback I was talking about because it it it, it became a cop a pop culture thing. Not more than that don't impress me much. 
but man, I feel like a woman. I think that has embedded itself in pop culture where so many people of so many ages and backgrounds know that song. Maybe it has some TikTok stardom. I don't know. But um, it's one of those things when those first two notes hit, everybody kind of loses their mind. Didn't we do a discussion a couple years ago? You, You have one song to get everybody on the dance floor. What is it? And I think it was me, Ashley, and Floyd. We had some really good suggestions. Um, and and they were quite disparate as well. I, f- I forget what mine was. Because it wasn't what you would think. And I'd have to rethink it now. But when, when, when those two notes, or how many ever notes there are, man, I feel like a woman, people kind of lose their minds. But last night, Shania Twain, who's enjoying this renaissance, and I don't know what it's from again, um, she altered a line. Let me give it to you because he was there. Okay, so you're Ryan Reynolds. That don't impress me. Uh, one more time because it's a great listen. Okay, so you're Ryan Reynolds. I don't uh, Originally, the line is, you should know, right? It's It was, so you're Brad Pitt. Some of the irony of that, I guess, is I just watched Bullet Train the other day. You might have, I might have mentioned that to Alex the other day. It was a very good movie. Uh, like 45 minutes too long. Good cameos. I didn't know that was Bad Bunny. Again, uh, really great to see a lot of those people and, and whatnot. I And as I told Alex the other day, all these years later, that song came out in like 98 or 99, maybe 2000. Um, she could, st- if that song came out right now, she could probably still use Brad Pitt. Now, granted, he's older and probably doesn't resonate one single bit to the core TikTok audience, but... I, I absolutely love him. I mean, he's obviously a good-looking guy. He's aged well. I don't know how he's done that. The genetic affluence. He won the genetic lottery, like I always talk about. Um, But he looks... And, and I absolutely like adore him as an actor. I've probably done myself a disservice by not watching the movie with him and Leonardo DiCaprio that Quentin Tar- Tarantino did. And it's mostly because I'm not a Tarantino fan, but almost all Brad Pitt... Pitt Brad Pitt movies they like. All right, moving on. I saw a Tarda story today, or it was, uh, I think it was on their Instagram. They're going to enhance their signs and include uh, bus routes on there and more helpful information. Now, I want you to close your eyes, especially if you're driving. That's, that's not real. Um, can you visualize what a Tarda sign looks like? My guess is not really. They in some way are camouflaged in our city landscape. Now, they shouldn't be eyesores, but you should we should more as a city who as I've told you before absolutely needs successful public transportation. They should be more recognizable. And I said that to a couple of people. Uh Sean who visited over the summertime, the guy who oversaw the roads, he left. Not surprising, though. He seemed to have a yearning for being back east. Um, and I, when I was uh, doing the, doing some TARDA help, I, I call it unpaid um, consultancy. Also, my unsolicited opinion, which I like to think I'm very good at. Well, I'm good at giving the opinion. You might not like them. I uh, gave them some feedback after I did the opening day thing. A couple of things was you, you should use the, the sign. You should use, put more information in the buses, uh, not eyesores, but helpful information. Maybe do some fun things in there. Get creative. 
The other thing was, like, you got to make the signs bigger. There is, there is a... So I, I'm at the intersection of Bernath and Airport. Um, when I was walking to get the bus that day, I, I saw on my maps, and you can get bus routes in your maps app. Just click over from driving, walking to uh, bus. And it said, there's one. There's a bus stop at, at Bernath and Airport. I'm like, no, there's not. Now, I wasn't looking for like the sheltered kind, like a plastic box with three sides um, and a bench. I wasn't thinking there was that, but I was like, I, where is it? I've passed it a thousand times, but it was just never on my radar. One, because really, Tardo, it wasn't, but it just wasn't obvious. And and maybe this works together. The more interest we have in Tarda, the more we'll recognize the signs. And they're, I guess there's a city code. They can't make them bigger. And I'm not asking for them to be ostentatious or really garish. But um, I'd like them to be more recognizable. Because it, it not only is it information um, or, or something signature, a marquee, but it's also kind of advertising. It's marketing. So I'm glad they... They listened to me on that. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, so last week we talked about sheets. I don't know if we got to that on the podcast. You told me that there's one in Columbus and blah, blah, blah. I still don't know what sheets is popular for. Um, And I'm sorry for forgetting if you told me. I'm sorry for forgetting if you told me. My same friend who sent me that article last week. Hi, Eagle Jeff. There is a dude who bothered the hell out of me when I worked in Allentown for an internship. Not bothered. He asked a lot. And then I finally had the opportunity to bring him on. And he's been one of my uh, longtime friends ever since. And he somehow, for some weird reason, religiously listens to this podcast where we don't talk about sports or Philadelphia things. It's Toledo and pop culture. Why he listens, I have no idea. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jan. I'm not wearing... I'll wear your stupid Hanukkah thing. And hi... <laughs> hi, Addy. Anyway, Eagle Jeff sent me the article. Wawa expanding in 2025 to, I think it's Indiana. Kentucky and Ohio. Now it didn't say where in Ohio, but that's a start. So I'll take it. I'll I'll, I'll take it. And um, maybe as we get more and more Dunkin' Donuts, that will tie me over till we get our Wawa, which I don't go to for coffee. Last I remember, the coffee was just it was fine. It was doable. Like um, no offense, but like it's like Tim Hortons or Panera. It's fine and fine in not a bad way. But I'll be there getting pretzels and shorty hoagies. And if you call it a gas station, I will go back to the line that I mentioned a couple weeks ago watching that Stanley Tucci show, Inside Man. We're all murderers. We just have to find the right person. It was a elite level convenience store where you could literally get good food, especially late at night. Um, like Subway quality sandwiches, good Subway quality sandwiches at 1.30 a.m., I don't think they serve alcohol. That's a Pennsylvania hiccup. We don't, we can't serve places like we do here in Pennsylvania. Um, and then the gas stations came because I guess it made them some money or it was helpful. So, Wawa, welcome. I, I'm here. I, th- I am just how Jordan Strack did Raisin Cane's. I am Wawa to Toledo. Uh, one other thing, speaking of going home, and I will in a few weeks, I thought of something else. Um, Alex is now not going with me. She was originally going to, and it may, that would have made the ride so much easier. I don't mind being home. I hate the fucking ride. Seven and a half hours, if I'm lucky. Um, Alex is not coming, and that kind of gave me a wiggle room to go. And my dad gave me some wiggle room where I'd go, oh, I, don't, I, I, can't, I can't do it, Dad. Um, but I thought of something else today. 
As I, was, I was as I was outside with the dogs. I thought this might be the last time that Paul, my dad, might be out here again. I would assume he'll be out here maybe early in the spring. Paul doesn't come out here. This might be the last time Paul sees the dogs. And Andre is still newer to him, but I've been taking Diddy home since 2014. So, and uh, I, he he does not. I don't know how he feels about Diddy, but I know he I know he knows that Diddy's important to me, and he loves dogs too. So that's a that's another reason that I go. Yeah, I gotta go home. Also, um, I I had left my dog in Philadelphia when I moved to Allentown. Jasmine, because I wanted her to be around friends. I'd go home and see her a ton. When I left for Detroit, I obviously left her there. And I, one of the things that I don't tell them enough, uh, I can't thank Paul and his crew enough for taking care of Jasmine till the very last day she was on earth. Um, they did things that they didn't have to do. They could have they could have said, we're taking Jasmine to the vet. And she had a bunch of weird medical issues. She had this thing on her tail where she whacked it on the wall and like blood exploded like somebody was stabbed 50 times. Lived a long, good, happy life. Kindest, kindest dog ever. Never barked until we moved home to Philadelphia and the other dogs trained her to bark. Then she wouldn't shut up. And she had this irritating, grovelly bark. But the sweetest dog. I could throw her off the top of a building. Not that I ever would. And she would still love me. In fact... As much as I was away from home, and this this gets me to tear up a little bit. As much as I was away from home, whether it was Allentown or coming home from Detroit, she would still sleep with me in my old twin-size bed. Just so moving. Um, Paul and Paul and Tracy could have billed me every time for every time they took Jasmine to the vet because she was my dog. So I can't thank them enough for taking care of her. And one of these days, I will recognize them for that in, in some way. And the podcast doesn't count because they don't listen. And I'm not supposed to be talking about them. But that's a good thing. It's a good thing I just, I, I talked about, right? What else? Okay, so the Paul thing. All right. Um, that wasn't the serious thing. That's to come. So uh, Dave Portnoy and Barstool has popped up again in my timeline. Uh, or or in my in my orbit. It might have been a Reddit thing again. I don't know how many pizza places he went to here. A friend last week from South Bend said, have you ever been to Inky's? I'm like... Yeah, why? Oh, wait, no, no, I haven't. But I know how good it is. And I was like, oh, shit, did he go there too? Um, what is it, one bite taste test or something? I'm glad she said they don't, she and her husband don't like Barstool or him either. Um, but I guess the, the Yankees thing, but now it's been the stubborn bro- brother thing that popped up. And he said something like, it's the best um, college campus pizza in the country. Fine, you know I love stubborn brother. I just like him, and um, I can't say anything about his crew. Maybe he's got like wonderfully gifted talent who don't have rape allegations and misogyn- misogynistic tendencies stapled all over them. And I get it. When you get that big, you have probably made enemies. People who want to take you down, people who you have actually aggrieved. Um, but besides that, as some people I'm glad took this side during the Reddit conversation... Um, and again, I was, I was disappointed and I passed along to someone who might tell him I was disappointed. He was laughing it up with the barstool people when they were here for the UTBG game. Um, and it's not so much him, but it is him so much as who that brand attracts. Like 
it is to me, and I'm stereotyping, and it's not everybody, but it is like the worst of bro culture. And there's a lot of seedy, disgusting things in bro culture. It's not all bad. Not everybody's bad, but there's some bad things in there. And I'm not going to say what they are because you can probably gather what they might be or you can look it up. Um, so that popularized, uh, well, Stubborn Brother got a little love there for a bit. And I'm, I'm glad that other people um, on that Reddit thread had said, it's great that it's bringing some awareness to these places, but if it's bringing these people here, the ones I just alluded to or referenced, we don't want them here in Toledo. Fuck yeah. Can't say, can't, up, can't, uh, can't like that enough. All right, now the more serious things. Not serious is like, I'm dying. Although I've had some tendonitis things lately. And as I told you last week, I hate medical things. They slay me. Um, some elbow tendonitis. I don't know why. Maybe overdoing it on my genesis. Uh, I have a calf thing and calf things are, calf and um, hamstring things are notoriously nuisance strains. They they take forever to fully heal. At least when it's just one thing, upper or lower, I can work around it now. Anyway, the serious thing. Uh, the, the first one. Today I was getting out of the shower. I know this can be a painful view, but I was about to... Um, send a message via Siri while I was drying off. And then I stopped myself. I think I've told you before, I can't meditate. I'm not any good at it. Uh, I'm a failed meditator. I'm a professional failed meditator. I have tried dozens of times. Hasn't worked. I've given up on it. But I, I can do other things that are meditative. And I've kind of fallen by the wayside with some of those things. But I will do this. I do try to focus on doing one thing at a time. Um, I forget what book it was, but you can't successfully, you can't reach your potential as a human being by multitasking. We just can't do two things as best as we could if we were doing one. Can't do multiple things at one time. Um, You probably can get tasks done, but only at like a 75% capacity. So I just dry it off instead. Um, So maybe that'll help you. Do one thing at a time. Whether it's just to kind of regain some focus, to concentrate, or um, to bring yourself a little zen, uh, or, or just to, to make sure you get something done, done. The other thing is, it was like eight, nine years ago when I first moved here, my friend who brought me here and saved my butt, um, Nathan Reed, is a big reason why all this is happening right now. Um, he said, do you make lists? I'm like, no, I make notes, but I can't read my handwriting after 30 minutes. He's like, you need to get in the list. And after I had forgotten a bunch of things, I'm like, I need to start making lists. And and I do do that now. And I encourage everybody else, make a list. We're all too busy and you will forget stuff. The other side of that, um, a long time ago, a friend I work with back in Allentown had said, now, we're much busier now than we were when she told me this 14 years ago. If I get an email and I can respond to it in 30 seconds, I do it. But that 30 seconds can really break your concentration from a really important project. But I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, to bring it back to now, if you ever think you need to do something, do one of two things. Write it down, put it on your list, or two, if it's a small thing, do it immediately. Uh, for instance, and I'll make it really, really menial. If I am, if I'm washing dishes, 
uh, and I need to like straighten up uh, the call it the, the the cupboard, the cabinet, like throw out a box of dog treats that is an empty box, um, get, get something else out in recycling. I, I might just stop. Now, those aren't necess- necessities, but just trying to use an example. Um, I, I will stop washing dishes and go take care of those things. And otherwise, I will procrastinate and not do it or forget. So if there's something that you can do in the moment and it's quick and you're not writing a thesis, do it. Do it right away. Um, do one of two things. Put it on a list or do it right away so then you don't have to put it on, on the list. The other thing, I'm going to ask you this question, and I've hinted at it times and times before, but now the podcast had an expert on who talked to like 30 businesses here and then some in Ireland, businesses of all different kinds, some in healthcare, some white collar, some uh, techs, uh, what else was in there? It was a wide array. Now, they were all businesses that vo- that wanted to be a part of it, so they obviously went in with a positive attitude, but I have a question. You know this four-day work week thing. I'm still trying to assess it and process it. I, I cannot do... A four-day work week might further take away from what I do. However, as they talked about in, in the podcast, let's do four-day... Let's say a place goes to a four-day work week. Um how this might help is you'll have the better employees who have more time off, but you'll become a more appealing place because you'll have happy employees and you'll be able to fill those days that you have given other people off on. So that makes a little sense. So I'm still working through it. Um, And some places, as they mentioned, like maybe teachers uh, can't do a four-day work week because that would be an incredible... Uh, onus to put on parents for like childcare and, and whatnot. And it's far more detailed than that. Um, supermarkets or places like that. What would you do if like supermarket was, and some places are closed. But again, I'm still working through all the examples. Some places, four day work week will just not work. But a lot of places, they will. So I want to ask you, and in this, they didn't cut their pay. They just said it's now 32 hours a week. And I will tell you, something I've shared, I thought I've shared before as to why this can work. Um, People, uh, first of all, can you do your job in four days? Could you do a four-day work? Not, do you want to? You probably do. Your boss probably wants that as well. They want to work less. Um, But can you? Are you able to with what you do in your line of work? Now, let me throw some other things in there. I already said some, some other people could possibly get hired to supplement the, the days you're off. Uh, they said that people had moved their appointments to that to that to that third weekend day that they were off because a lot of us do have flexibility now. I have flexibility. Uh, when I was on the air last week, I went to an eye doctor appointment because I have flexibility. So you would probably give up a lot of your flexibility by going to a four day work week. And the other big thing is I talk about now, and I've I've asked in various places before, how much do you really work while you're at work? There are a lot of people who grind for like eight, if not 10 hours. There are also people who are at work for eight hours and only work six or five or like three. And the rest is doom scrolling, putting things in their Amazon cart, or just sitting around waiting for things to happen, which I get you're on the clock for, but what if you could trade some of that boredom? And maybe you want that boredom and that downtime. It would drive me nuts. As I've always said, I would rather have an intense, successful, productive six or even five hour day rather than be around for eight hours waiting for work to come to me. That's when my mood goes to hell. 
So you would have to give up some of your flexibility if you have it. And this is not remote. You'd have to go to work, mostly. Um, you have to give up some of your flexibility. You have to move some of those appointments otherwise to, to, that, to that other day. And you're not losing any pay. And you have to give up some of your some of your internet time. And you'd have to you have to work the whole time. You're just gonna make it a more efficient, work-centric day. And the other thing is they talked about, as we all know, too many meetings. Way too many meetings. I don't know why we have way too many meetings. I it's control. There's gotta be some brilliant thinker out there who can get us through having too many goddamn meetings. 26 minutes. So I'm going to separate Joe in another podcast so we can talk about all the things he's up to with TFD and the Battle of the Badges on Sunday. 